Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, and uh, with Garrett Smith again, uh, one of our first guests back when we started doing uh, video episodes last season, and we're back here in season three, and uh, it's good to have you back, man. Howdy. It's good to be here. Three already? Yeah, around season three. Well, season one, we didn't have video, so that one was just audio only on Spotify. Uh, Season two launched when we moved over to doing YouTube and stuff, and so... Since it's 2024, I said, screw it, we're going to start season three. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had about, we had about like, um, I think like 26 episodes or something last season. So, oh, or, cool. So, we'll see how many we can get this year. I think that'll be cool. So, um, but, you, but, oh, I'm on here since last time I was on here. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad the club hasn't gotten so exclusive. I can't get back in the door. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, uh, we, we're just we've been rolling, you know. Uh, I'll reach out to people, we we'll see who we can get, but um, it's been uh, it's been fun. It's been it's been a wild ride. Uh, hey, so but cool. but you're an o, you're an OG, so you know <laughs> you're one of the first ones. So you're always welcome back, man. Um, what's uh, what's been going on with you? I remember, you know, last time you were on here, you you kind of announced your your hiatus, and I mean, you want to tell us a little bit about that, or kind of touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So last time I was on here, I was, I was, I was hanging it up for a while and I, and I you know, I told, told people on your podcast that, you know, it's not forever. It's, right. you know, a few months, one year, two year, 10 years. And when I said that, I really had no idea. Um, I, I kind of thought one or two years would be the minimum. Um, just to not beat a dead horse, but a long story short, it's just a matter of had too many irons in the fire, too many projects at once, a lot happening professionally and personally. You just sometimes you got to take a step back, take care of your uh, physical health, and even more importantly, your mental health. You know, I just, uh, anxiety and depression are no jokes. So if you just try to toughen through them, it's not going to work. So I just needed yeah. some time to do that and really organize and just scatter out. You know, prioritize things, build a bunch of flow charts and spreadsheets on how to really manage everything I had going on. Cut a few projects. I actually shut down my side business not because it was. A bad business or anything, but I just I thought, okay, that's something I can remove without taking a loss, and I think that would help. So it's really been a matter of just prioritizing. And in the meantime, you know, I've, like I, I said, I was going to do. I kept writing songs. I've got about twenty-two that I've either put demos together, or I'm in the process of writing, or I've conceptualized them. So there's enough songwriting that's been going on to last me probably this year and next year for new albums if I want to record them. So, which which I will, uh, volumes five and six. I already have album covers made, all that jazz. But um, the big project I've been working on in the meantime, other than raising a toddler, <laughs> that uh, <kinda laughs> take, is there's this book I've been working on writing for about 13 years. And it took place mostly in my undergraduate and has quite a few crazy stories that happened with my collegiate group after we graduated. So basically... Right. A, sitcom but instead of five or six characters there's like 20 and it's just a big mess so uh i wrote like an 800 page book i finished that up uh actually my, my goal was get certified for my job for my eight to five and finish this book by 2024 and i finished the book on new year's eve with about four hours to go <laughs> so that, that wow. those have kind of taken up the time and then yeah gearing up to come back um it, it was just a matter of, you know, when one of the reasons I stopped also was, man, you know, the economy the way it is, 
I can't be traveling around and spending money on travel, paying band members, doing a bunch of stuff like that on the road. I don't need to be home with my toddler and my wife and all that kind of stuff. Well, then I thought about it. I'm like, well, maybe if I just play a bunch of local shows, I be, I can make a little extra money in this economy, you know? And so um, what ended up being one of the reasons I left is also one of the reasons I'm coming back. And not to make it sound like i it for the money, I, there's a part of it I missed. And so... Um, what we're going to do is we actually don't have a full band for the stage at the moment. What we do is we have rec pre-recorded backing tracks for bass, guitar, drum, and all that. And I'm on vocals. I'll probably add a little guitar here and there. And we actually have two dancers who are going to interact with the audience and hype up the crowd. Um, and their names are Harley and Solstice and they're amazing. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting format. Um, but yeah, I've actually, on our management's reached out to former band members saying, Hey, you know, if you want to come open a show, be a part of it one way or another, that way everyone's kind of still included. So I'm, I'm excited to see who turns up and what happens with it. Yeah. Well, it's, so really I am the band, uh, just playing over a track like I did at my farewell show. Um, but with the dancers on stage, what we're going to do is we're going to have some like crowd interaction. There's a couple of, uh, sort of like con competitions, contest games that happen during songs and they'll uh, interact with the crowd. Uh, I'm not going to spill the beans on everything we're doing because we actually have some surprises that we're going to roll out at the first show. Uh, but there's some new songs. We have stage lights that color coordinate with the songs. We have um, several songs that haven't been played live. So it's, it's going to be exciting to see. Uh, we're changing up the list um, of covers and everything. We're, we're adding a lot of covers and we're going to make it to where you know, the audience will have a list of covers and say for $5, we'll play one of these songs. You know, we'll play like a, a Colby Cooper, a Co Wetzel kind of song, $10, bump it up to Kevin Fowler, Randy Rogers. Uh, we also have a lot of rock songs. So um, right. we have like EC, Guns N' Roses, that kind of stuff. Um, the band's going to be more of a rock format and we'll still do a little bit of country stuff, but it's, it's going to be pretty heavy rock and roll. Uh, and also the fact that um, we have a two-for-one cover song on that list that people can request to hear. I like to call it Take My Motorcycle. It is a hype <laughs> of uh, Take My Heart by Rich O'Toole and Motorcycle Drive-By by Zach Bryan. And uh, let's just say it makes for an easy transition. <laughs> well, I think... Um... I, I think that's that's funny. I actually had I had Rich O'Toole on. You know, he's been on here a couple of times, um, and he gave uh, his whole side of that scenario and stuff. And I just um, that whole thing just cracks me up. <laughs> but um, you know that, that we have <laughs> fourth grade. <laughs> like after it had all settled down, and it, he goes, "That sounds like a high cue I made when I was like twelve or something." And then uh, Rich was on, and he was saying, "After that point, Zach." blocked me and i never heard from him again <laughs> zach got talent but man his fan base is rabid like it's i don't even want to go down yeah. that rabbit well it's kind of like his fan base they remind me a lot of like the the swifties like the oh, yeah. um taylor swift fan base they're just one of those die hard fan bases that like it's cool that you know that the artist has built a fan base like that but you don't want to mess with them because they will they will find everything right. out about you <laughs> some people the other day, I said, you know, the next presidential election, instead of just having, you know, the Democrat primary, the Republican primary, the Libertarian caucus, there needs to be a fourth one. And it needs to be like the celebrity category, but it has to be like Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Zach Bryan, and Michelle Obama, because you're not allowed to say <laughs> one of them's better than the other. You just want one just 
it would be like Thanos. I think half the half our population would disappear. It's just like the celebrity category. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, all all the respect for um for Zach Bryan. I I love his music. You know, big fan. But big fan of Rich O'Toole too. Um, yeah. and so it's like, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't pick sides. I just I just report the news and play into the drama. <laughs> well, what's gonna be but, interesting. Is- uh, BMI or ASCAP want to cover for royalties, and they look at that song and say, well, "Which artist are you covering?" And I was like, "Well, I got to quit doing that." <laughs> yeah, you know the other thing I, I we we're talking off the air about what I've been working on, and I totally left this out, but I've actually put out two music videos since last time we talked, and so that was a whole process. Bell County Breakdown and Party Out Back, and I just want to point out real quick. This is leftover apple cider from Christmas. I realize it comes across as orange on the screen, but this is clearly not an orange uh, cup. So it is brown, just in case any diehards out there. <laughs> um, no, the, the, the music videos, yeah, Bell County Breakdown and Party Out Back. So I've got about six or seven videos that were written years ago. Uh, the concepts are very old, but I never had the chance to film them. And so now that I live in Bell County, and I wrote these back when I lived in Houston, so now that I live in right. Bell County, like, well, you know, I should film a video to Bell County Breakdown as low-hanging low fruit. And, yeah, basically just ended up being a lot of small businesses that we gave free shout-outs to. Um, and, yeah, it was just kind of like free publicity for anyone, any businesses that I like to utilize or just longtime staples of the community. Um, we... I actually got denied permission to film at the University of Mary Hardin Bay, which is my undergraduate alma mater, which is just so weird to me because free yeah. publicity. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> I ran into no issues. It was a lot of fun to film, and um, I, you know, it's it, it was it was interesting. We we had a lot of plans for Party Out Back, and we're trying to film that for over a year, and we had. You know, we were going to use my property at one point, but the crew bailed. We were going to use a friend's property at one point, but the scheduling didn't work out. Stuff right. kept back and back and back. And finally, you know, the thought crossed my mind. I thought, I've never been to Rednecks with Paychecks up in St. Joe, Texas. And all I knew about it was that it's a bug and it's just a big mud party. I thought, I bet I could make it <laughs> there. And I had yeah. already gotten EOR Stunts, which is a group run by J.J. Allen up in Virginia, and they've been on Tosh.0, Vice TV, all the stuff. It's it's basically like Jackass back in the day, but probably more different. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I had reached out and said, hey, and this was several years ago. I said, can we do this song, a video to this song with your footage and mine? He's like, yeah, if you're serious about it, let's do it. We never got around to it. So I reached out this past year and said, we're going to do it. Got delayed, got delayed, delayed some more. Finally, I went to Rednecks with Paychecks just with a camera, a big neon sign that said music video, uh, waiver forms. <laughs> just see who wants to be in a video. I had yeah. no idea how wild that place is. And um, like, there's, there's this, whenever it shows me singing the song, I'm wearing a lax shirt and I'm on my tailgate of my truck and there's people dancing in the truck. And there were these three girls. I didn't know who they were before I pulled up. Uh, there's a line in that song where it says, bring the Shiner and the Jack. Well, I had brought a Shiner and Shiner bottle and I'm sorry, Shiner six pack and a bottle of Jack just for that scene. And I said, yeah. have the Shiner if y'all want to be in this video. And they're like, yeah, okay. They're like, you just want to dance on your truck? I'm like, yeah, sure. Go for it. So I'm filming. 
truck bed starts bouncing. And I thought, I have no idea what's going on behind me, but whatever it is, it's probably going to be an interesting video. And sure enough, they knocked <laughs> Park and it was what it was did it all in one take but um <laughs> yeah, i just collected all this footage and i had so much footage to use by the time i got home that i actually had to add a guitar solo to the original song and i redid the vocals to make it a little better <laughs> the music video itself she could squeeze more of, she could squeeze more footage in there <laughs> yeah i, I mean it's, i think it's a little better than the recorded version on spotify and stuff but uh maybe i'll re-release it at some point <laughs> Well, that's, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, there's there's actually a trend that we've we've discovered. So on the uh, Porter Angus video and the Northgate Knights video that you've seen, I realized there's right. actually a street preacher in both videos. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Bob, I uh, just blanked on his name and I feel really bad for it, Bob Hannes. Uh, he goes to every spring break. He's been there for like 20 years. He, he carries this cross with him and he just... Like, he's not, like, judgy preachy. He just gets to know people, and that's his, like, ministry. And mm-hmm. uh, so, I, you know, now he and I are familiar with each other. We, we run into each other every year down there. And um, <laughs> there was a street preacher who was, you know, fire and brimstone yelling at people at Northgate when I did Northgate. <laughs> I was like, man, oh. I got to throw a minister and all this other stuff into every video I do. And so for Bell County Breakdown, we have my pastor uh, preaching on a stage. And then in Party Out Back, in the credits at the very end, blurry in the background, it's the Christian Motorcycle Association picking up trash after the mud bog. And so <laughs> and every video has um, a backflip or front flip. And so uh, with Bell County Breakdown, we had a last minute cancellation on people that were going to go to Lake Belton. So we cut that yeah. scene. Credits. Um, there's also someone smoking a cigar in every video. I'm like, I don't have to <laughs> So if you look at the credits at the end of Bell County Breakdown, you see me doing a flip into Lake Belton with a cigar in my mouth. And <laughs> I think those are the, 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 the preacher, the flip, the cigar. Those are pretty much the common themes. It's uh, like people, the, the little Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. People dancing oh, is the other. Got to have those main four. Yeah, people dancing, of course. Well, I mean, you, you got to have people dancing if it's a music video. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and we yeah, we've but, got plan for rodeo, rev and ride, so do I, and Space City. Those are like the four we really want to do. Right, and well, yeah, Space City would be a cool one. You could shoot somewhere in Houston. I would have the four major league mascots uh, behind me as the band. You know, Clutch Toro, Orbo, Clutch Toro. Yes, Diesel. <laughs> Maybe have like a okay. bunch of. I was like Paul Wall and Rich O'Toole and all this in like a <laughs> for part of it wearing grills. You know, the sky would be the limit. That would, the, oh, that would be that would be hilarious if you could get like if you could get Paul Wall and then and Rich O'Toole to both like wear a grill in the background. <laughs> Imagine Rich back there with a the, with a grill like <laughs> holding a taco and like a can of beans or something or like chili. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one thing I might be able to do if I reach out to the right people is during the guitar solo in the middle of that song, I'd love to have like a, a Mattress Mac commercial air. <laughs> oh, that would be that'd be sick. I'm kind of starting to get like to where I love like making uh, these videos and stuff now. Like I never um, shot a episode of the podcast um, anywhere but just in this room, which is just like my you know, a little like makeshift studio in my house. But, um, so the other day I, I got to go out and shoot, uh, and it'll, it'll be the premiere of season three. 
because um, it comes out. It's actually coming out tomorrow at the time of this recording. But uh, cool. I got the opportunity to go over and shoot uh, in, in a honky tonk that's opening up soon near me, and um, it was just really cool capturing like the inside of it. Uh, to, I got a new camera and stuff, um, and I was just playing around with it in there. And then um, the artist actually got up on stage and played some songs and stuff. So uh, it was just cool to be able to go and like shoot that, and then take the time to edit it all together nicely and just make a nice like presentation. I, I felt so good when I finally finished editing it. I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> it's there's definitely so, satisfying. Finally, watch the final product. It's. Of course, you know, the, the only downside is if it's a music video, you get so sick of hearing the song that it could be okay. Now, this is a good song. And then you, and you're already to the point where you never want to hear it again. <laughs> it's, yeah. And like if I had a nickel every time I've had to hear Port Aransas, I could buy my own condo down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, yeah, I guess because it's like, it's not that it's really um, that hard to edit some of the videos and stuff with the software and stuff they have now, but it's tedious because you have to get everything just to the right timing until you're playing it over and over and over and over again. <laughs> the recording music's the same way. And of course, you know, once, I, once I'm tired of hearing the song, I've got to put my, my little toddler, you know, she, she's a year and a half years old and she loves to watch those videos. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't really let her watch Party Out Back, but uh, the other three, she, <laughs> And she just, even if she sees my logo, she looks up the screen and just goes, da-da, da-da, da-da. And so I'm like, all right. <laughs> that, that's your number one fan right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, and, and how old's your little, uh, your little one? A uh, year and a half. year and a half. And she's already got like a little miniature guitar that she plays. And yeah, <laughs> she'll probably be musical and more. She'll be better at it than I am because she's, she's already a smart little one. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe she'll, uh, well, maybe, you know, one day you'll be helping her make music videos and stuff, too. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. I mean, it, who knows? I'm not, my sister's a recording artist out in Nashville, so it runs in the family. Mm -hmm. And what's... Uh... Her name's Rachel Elizabeth on Spotify. She has one song. It's called He Wants You. Uh, it's a Christian song. Uh, she put it out this past year, and so it, it's done pretty well. In fact, I think she got played in more countries than I did, and I've been around lot longer than she has so <laughs> job you you're leapfrogging me with one song kudos now she's been working on music for a long time so i'm pretty happy for her. um can we talk about uh what's what, the show you're playing in college station at stampede yeah absolutely um so freshly announced that on uh february 17th we will be performing at stampede in college station um it's it's interesting. Originally, we were scheduled for a different date, and the moment I booked it, I looked at the calendar and realized A and M was playing Alabama in basketball that day. And I'm like, no, or they were playing somebody at home. <laughs> I was like, let's figure out when they're on the road, and there's nothing else going on in town. So we scheduled yeah. <laughs> 17th, and we have a show the night before that um, here in Belt or in Belton, Texas, and so we'll be driving over there and playing for a few hours. But yeah, we're gonna have none other than the host of the Red Dirt Aggie show, come out and introduce us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that to uh, come out and uh, kind of be a, be a part of the show a little bit and see the uh, the new format. It sounds like it's going to be – sounds like a great format for uh, something in the college town too, like a oh, yeah. like a party atmosphere, getting the crowd involved and stuff. It kind of gives me – reminds me a little bit of like the stuff they do over at the tap, like the piano bars and stuff where everybody's kind of involved and singing along, yeah. and I think that's going to be cool. 
we're aiming for. And I mean, it's it's really we went for that format because you can scale it down to a living room format for like a fraternity house party, or you can put yeah. it on Larry Joe Taylor Fest. And I mean, which Larry Joe hit us up. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's really built to where it fit any format. And not many bands in Texas do that, but there's a lot of them throughout the Southeast, you know, especially in the dirt rock scene that do that. And we're, I wouldn't say we're leaning away from country, but there's dirt rock is another term for like, kind of like the country hip hop and rappers, but also with more rock and roll on top of it. It's kind of like the rock heavy kind. So really bands like the Lax and the Moonshine Bandits is kind of what we're getting into. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting. I don't, I don't really fit any category. I tell people we're like ZZ Top, you know, it's, it's rock and roll. <laughs> Enjoy it. Well, that's like a, another term I've heard for that more rock inside of the Texas music scene is, uh, from a friend of mine, uh, Rob White. He plays yeah. uh bass for Gosh and Jeffrey, but he's got shred dirt and that's his clothing line too. And I, I wish I would have thought of that like name first because that's like a badass name for a podcast or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but shred dirt. I love that. I have one of his hats out. I think it's out in my truck, but, um, I actually just got my, my own hat here. Oh, nice. Uh, Red dirt Aggie show hat. So, uh, I want to try to get, eventually get like some merch and stuff for the show, uh, just to try to raise a little bit of money for stuff. But, um, but yeah, well, look, looking forward to that. Buddy of mine, when we were at AM, still good friends, and he, uh, we've we've hooked you up, we've hooked each other up with bass opportunities because we're both bass players. And uh, back when he was at the Landon Evans band, you know, I kind of they had reached out to me. I'm like, well, I can't do it. You need to talk to this guy Rob. He's really good. And so he ended up performing with them for a while. And uh, he's got a really good podcast too. For anyone listening, the uh, the Red Ass podcast. He and Roy May, yeah, uh, the Yell Eater. While I was at A and M, um, also a really cool dude. They were on my podcast. We did a crossover episode back when I had a podcast, yeah. like a web. But yeah, Rob, uh, there's a there's a video on my YouTube channel way back in like 2015, I think, maybe 16. Um, so before I'd ever actually played an official gig, we did the open mic at Chicken Oil Company. And so I think we played yeah. just one look and I can't remember, maybe Porter Ranches. I think those were the two songs we played. But he was on guitar and I was just doing vocals. So it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah, I've actually watched um, some of their stuff before too. Um, I need to reach out to him. I'd like to do a crossover with him too, kind of promote. All, all of us Aggies help each other out <laughs> promoting our I podcast. And it needs to be like a, a roundtable sports show of uh, like Roy and Rob. They have like Adam Drake, me, just a couple other people. I was, I was just kind of like naming yeah. the world. All of us just hop on like one and just like we'd be like all the talking heads like on Sports Center. <laughs> just you know, I was like, so what? Like, dude, I don't know. That would be sick if we could yeah. get everyone together and then like uh, all the Twitter personalities and stuff too. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Jay Arnold or, with the mayo on there and then you've got the whole thing made <laughs> yeah or uh or sorry not twitter what's it called now x or whatever yeah. that just makes me uncomfortable calling it x yeah nobody know. <laughs> yeah no definitely not but um yeah i mean uh anything else that you want to tell us about uh coming back any particular shows or songs or changes to the to the format you want to share while you're here on the show today I would say just expect to come out and have a good time. Feel like you're a part of the show. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, we'll probably make you a part of the show. Have a couple <laughs> songs, bring people on stage for it. 
And if nothing else, uh, I'm going to be reaching out to people who are in the Northgate Nights music video and inviting everybody out. And uh, one of the goals we have is to have an after party of every show just so we can really make people feel included. And that way, if we didn't get to talk to them at the venue or at the gig, we'd hang out with them afterwards. And that really makes the whole scene feel a little bit, you know, closer to what's going on. And so I, I like to do that. I, I've seen a lot of artists who, you know, they, they have that layer of security. You got to go like buy the VIP pass to meet them and all that and stuff. Right. I've other, I've seen other artists who just go and they meet everybody. I met Kevin Fowler at his own merch tent this past year. He's well past the whole meet everyone at the merch table status. Yeah. But he, um, Brie Bagwell always goes and meets her fans. Um, so there, there's just a lot of people that it's, it's just fun to interact with people and build that network. I just realized uh, I'm wearing this. Oh, you ever music. you ever shirt on, don't you? <laughs> yeah. When I started doing music, and it's been super supportive ever since that. One of the sweetest people. Uh, in fact, when I went on hiatus, she was one of the people that texted me and was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, like I just saw this, and uh, yeah, just you don't see many people that work that hard and have earned the accolades, and frankly, I think are still underrated." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely doesn't get the the full attention or appreciation she deserves. Well, I'm not uh, – my last podcast, I can't remember. I toot this horn all the time. I, but when it comes to women on the Texas music scene, they get hosed. Like, you could have female yeah, artists at any music festival, and they're still not in the biggest print. They're still not headlining. You could take Chili Fest, like Joe Taylor Fest, Cotton Fest, any of them, have a day that's completely female artist, and you'd still have a great response. I, You know, you'll have a few naysayers on it, uh-uh, but you would. Yeah, I mean, exactly. There's there's so many talented females on the Texas music scene. Bill Hutchins is another one that I'm going to have coming on soon. Oh, good. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Bree Bagwell. Uh, we did Peyton Howie a little while back. Uh, which, Love that. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just uh, we're trying to, you know, spotlight um, artists of – Every every kind really here in Texas and all around. Um, and then I've also been um, kind of reaching out here to just other people that are involved in the industry in different ways. Like we had uh, Andrew Quinn. He's a photographer and videographer. And so we had uh, him come on for an interview. Um, I think, uh, you know, we're trying to do a good job of reaching out to a bunch of different people to get them here on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so when I had a podcast, we, there was an episode where – there's, I knew there was going to be a lot of cussing in advance. <clears throat> so, I mean, I think Rich, you know, he cussed a couple times on my episode. A couple other people throw one or two. We had Quade Addison of the Quade Things podcast with Jared Flushy, who has played, he's been like lead guitar player Wetzel. He's with Geo and the Hired Guns now. And we just knew there was going to be a lot of bleeping. So we used the dolphin bleep from SpongeBob. And oh, my God. That's amazing. we <laughs> 42 times on one episode. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> and yeah. That's another, oh, that's... And with the, the dolphin beep is the best. Shout out. But, um, yeah, the, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite episodes that, that sailor mouth where he's like, Hey Patrick, how the are you? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, if you go to my website and you click on the Garrett Smith podcast button, there's like a rundown of all the episodes I did. And that's one of the three videos I put out was the one with those guys because it's just one of the funniest ones. 
Oh yeah, well I mean anyone who anyone who hangs around Co Wetzel long enough <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure is gonna you know, come out <laughs> being pretty funny because that dude's hilarious too. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. Geo also, I mean both of them. <laughs> I meet Geo. We're but, we're uh, face never met in person. There was an event we were supposed to play both play one time and I forgot what happened, but he wasn't able to make it and so uh Geo, if you're out there, man, I'll I'll come open for you any day. We'll have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, I went and saw him play at a venue about 15 or 20 minutes from my house. And I was so mad because we left after he finished his show, me and my wife did. And then about um, 15 or 20 minutes after we left, like right about the time I'm pulling in the driveway, I got a text. And it was uh, our friends that were there with us, with Gio, like taking a picture, hanging out with him out by his, uh, by his um, I guess his van. <laughs> and I was like, "Dang, we should." Uh, I didn't know he was just gonna be out there taking pictures. We would have stayed, and got to meet him and stuff. But... <laughs> video is one of the funniest music videos anybody's ever made in Texas music. <laughs> you know, it's like it sounds like two thousands punk, but it's just I don't know. I've, I've seen that movie or that video a million times. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, and I, I think um, it's really unique what he's uh, what Geo's done too. Like, because it's like bringing in. Um, a little bit of like, you know, like the Latino, like Mexican, uh, Tejano kind of music into punk rock, into country, like all kind of blended together. That's why like Tejano Punk Boys is what they named their album. And I couldn't really think of a better name than that. (laughs) I'm at Larry Joe Taylor Fest. I think it was two, three years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. And that was the night when they came out with the green masks and I think they had just bought them somewhere. So they had ours Jersey and stage was like purple smoke. They walk out in the green mask and I'm like, okay. So I had never watched him before. I barely listened to him. I was just kind of skeptical because I thought some of his fans were going to be kind of like what we were talking about earlier. The ones that were like, well, if you don't like this artist, then which his fans are not that way. I just, I just kind of had this preconceived notion, I guess. And I went and I was like, okay, let's see what this guy's all about. I mean, like two or three songs in, he'd won me over. He, they put on the best show at Larry Joe Taylor Fest that year. No offense to any of the other artists. They were great too. But man, I mean, they just, they rocked the house that night and it was awesome. Well, yeah. And, you know, uh, just can, continuing on with the, you know, talking all these artists that are playing uh, the more rock side of things. Uh, Treaty Oak Revival's new album, man, is sweet. Yeah. I don't know if you've, if you've, uh, if you listen to them at all, but, uh, we had the, we had them on uh, last season as well. Uh, basically, all of them came on at the same time, and some of their videos were going in and out, so it was a little uh, <laughs> difficult to get them all recorded at the same time. But it was really an interesting and really fun interview. Those guys are all uh, super nice and really funny too, uh, but also just incredibly talented musicians. And you know, they already had some great music out before, but this album really like was straight fire. I guess you could say. <laughs> I'm going to go see him at Harry's uh, later this month. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's funny. We were mentioning Adam Drake earlier too, because I keep getting these pop-up notifications on my phone while we're doing this. And it's like all Instagram, they're like Adam Drake sent you a reel by this. We're always sending each other ridiculous stuff. He just sent me something from a page called Petty Betches. <laughs> so we'll see. What... <laughs> Shout out to the Dixie chicken. <laughs> Dude, that'd be a good oh, place. Yeah. A good place to record a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I reached I reached out to the chicken, um, and a long time ago. Uh, maybe I need to reach out again. You know, now that I've had some more guests and stuff. 
but I wanted to interview the like the people who own it just yeah. for an episode because I was like, you know, what better place to talk to some people about that you know than that? I mean, there's been famous musicians play there. It's Aggie related. I'm like, I thought it'd fit great for the podcast, but. I actually just saw a thing that says uh, Treaty Oak Revival just announced their Grand Ole Opry debut, so that's pretty cool. Cool. Whiskey Riff article. And when you look at it and say, I talked to him first. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I'm. That was it was really cool getting them. Um, uh, we haven't talked much here on the podcast in a while. What we haven't talked about is sports, particularly yeah. Aggie sports. And you know, given that we have we have a football in our logo, we pro- we probably should talk sports every now and then on the podcast. I know we've been more. I, I know I'm definitely geared more towards uh, music now. I I think that has a larger draw audience wise, and it's been really fun just talking to all the different people in the industry. But I mean, you know, I love sports too, um, yeah. and I think you're kind of the same way. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. I, mean, I saw anyone... your I saw your post where you like followed a team from like every single conference and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyone that follows my Instagram will know it's like music based. Anyone that follows me on Twitter probably can't tell what my angle is. I don't know if it's music, sports, or politics. Um, very sports heavy <laughs> on Twitter or X or whatever. Um, yeah. So some college buddies of mine, we were like, "Hey, we should follow a team from every conference and league or whatever." And I think I may have been the only one that did it, but. Uh, so I started with high school and I didn't even put my own high school, but Childress high school from the panhandle. Uh, it's where my mother went to high school and you know, that place was like my other hometown. And I just, I love going there, feel at home there. And so I followed the Childress Bobcats and then division three, obviously I followed my undergrad UMHB, which had just a horrendous year. They had their worst year since 1998 or 97. Um, really? Because I, I thought they had won like a national championship not too long ago for D three. Yeah, we've had we've won three, and what's crazy is like we're on our second year with a new coach, and yeah, I hope it was just a off year. But I mean, when you have three or four losses, and that's the second or third worst year in your entire history. I mean, that's you still got a good program. Um, Division yeah. two, you know, I followed West Texas A and M because they're from my hometown of Canyon. Um, so then you then kind of move them to FCS. I follow Idaho. Uh, they played the Kibbe Dome. Um, awesome. State. Oh, yeah. Bucket list of going to a game there. I've been kind of supporting them ever since their president hosed them and dropped them down to FCS. So now that well, I, one of the- I remember them back in the old uh, NCAA video games, I used to always try to <laughs> you try to rebuild your dynasty with like Idaho and make them into yeah. a powerhouse. <laughs> bottom. But I mean, you know, they they're right up there with Montana, and or they beat Montana, I believe, and or no, they barely lost to Montana, but they're up there with the Dakotas and all those big ones. So they're doing well yeah. for themselves uh, in Division F, Division One FBS, though. Like I had a team in every conference except the Pack. I'm texting these guys. I'm like, dude, you know, I can't really get into the Pack Twelve. And as we learned about three days later, neither could everyone else. <laughs> it didn't matter. It's folding, yeah. <laughs> So having lived in North Carolina and Texas and Nebraska, I mean, my teams for that were in the American. I have East Carolina, Big Ten, Nebraska, ACC, NC State, um, Big 12, Texas Tech, and SEC, Texas A&M. So it, it made for an interesting interesting follow. And uh, where did you live at North Carolina? I actually lived out there for about 12 years. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, a yeah. town called Clayton, right outside of Raleigh. Uh, what was the name of the town? Sorry, I didn't Clayton. Clayton? 
Yeah. Little, uh, little... I uh yeah, I was from um I I just lived in like the Charlotte area. Um, oh, okay. and then my but my uh my grandparents had a place up at uh, Lake Norman too that we would go oh. to a lot. Um uh, my my grandma still has like a house out there and I have some uh, aunts and uncles that live out there too. But um that's where my mom <coughs> my mom's side of the family kind of was from. My dad was from here in Texas, but so um we we lived out there from when I was maybe like two or three until about eleven or twelve, and then moved back out to Texas. But um, so like I I was raised a Panthers fan, Carolina Panthers fan, so it's been yeah. a miserable season for me. Oh, <laughs> that's. But I lived there when they started, and I remember my third grade teacher. You know, her brother in law played for him. It was like the inaugural year. It was the coolest thing. But I wasn't I wasn't as into sports as a lot of people when I was a little kid. I didn't really take off until junior high for me, and so the Panthers were going to be my team. But uh, I went to the Houston Livestock show that year when they were building NRG Stadium and yeah. uh, we're about to start. And I thought, well, you know, if I'm starting, I might as well start fresh with them. So the Panthers were always kind of my number two. So, of course, you know, Houston was their only win this year. And then for a while, yeah. eventually it was like, OK, yesterday we needed or two days ago, we really needed the Panthers to beat Jacksonville for us. And they couldn't pull it. I couldn't even score. So I'm like, man, they're, they're really hosing the Texans this year. But the Texans are having a decent year. They could still win the division, which is well, yeah, crazy. And that's the thing. I, um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a Texans fan too. Unless they're playing the Panthers, I mean, I I would put yeah. them like, like I have you know Panthers, and then right below them is the Texans. Um, but and then really everyone else, I just kind of have individual players on other teams when it comes mm-hmm. to the NFL that either play to A and M or that are just players that I like or you know, I also play fantasy football I'm in a dynasty league and I made it to the championship this year but lost, which kinda sucked because my opponent had C D Lamb, which did not help <laughs> this past week. So he had like thirty something points in that r- ridiculous game. But it was insane. Oh, man. Yeah, there's been a for the past like two or three seasons, you know, I just keep talking back and forth on Twitter or X with uh, Rich O'Toole and uh, Parker McCollum. And now I guess we've all been on your podcast, but yeah, I keep saying, when, when are we going to buy the Texans? We're going to pull together and buy the Texans, you know, and it's, you know, I, I obviously we don't have the money for that, but uh, that was especially during the Bill O'Brien years. I'm like, you know, I'm no expert, but I think maybe the three of us could run it better than this. So thankfully they're turning things around and we don't need to buy them. But maybe we'll get a next team. Who knows? I need to. I need to buy the Panthers though. Apparently, it's a disaster. There, uh, um, judging off Panthers Twitter and social media, uh, the fan base wants the, their owner to sell the team. And then there was another thing I saw on ESPN the other day, uh, talking about how I think it was at the Jaguars game or something. One of the games they said they had footage of the Panthers owner like throwing a drink at a Jaguars fan or something. I'm just like, not a, not a great look for the whole organization right now. And they, yeah. they fired their coach before he even coached the whole season this year. So like, <laughs> yeah, I think if you're if you're still supporting Frank Reich the third, you're technically supporting the third Reich. I'm like, dude, that was the meanest <laughs> on a coach oh. ever. But man, yeah, it was a. Uh, it, it's been rough for the Panthers. I, I hope they turn it around next year for for real because they had Matt Rule and Matt Rule's a good coach. You know, he's at Nebraska. He's already turning them around. So I don't think it was the coach that was the problem. I think there's just a lot of organization issues out there. And 
I think the owner's meddling too much in what the coach and the GM are trying to do. <laughs> like, I think he's too involved, and he needs to either step back a little bit or just come sell the team. <laughs> well, shout out to the NHL to Houston crowd. Maybe if, uh, if if the Texans don't need us to buy them, me and Parker and Rich can buy an NHL team and put them in the Astrodome or something. Yeah, buy the like the uh, the one in Arizona. <laughs> They'd play, yeah, like in a little stadium. No uh, kidding. I know there's you... rumors, always rumors, that they're going to move here. There's been a rumors for a couple of years. It wouldn't surprise me, but uh, have you seen the movie Semi Pro with Will Ferrell? <laughs> yeah. Oh um, man, like he 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 plays and coaches his own team and owns them, and he's also a former pop singing sensation. He's like a one hit wonder. Yeah. He's intro to his own games. I'm like, Will I can Ferrell. play the. Well, the team be great. Oh man, yeah. I had a I had a buddy in um in college, and he was my roommate uh, a couple of years too. Shout out Sam if you're watching this, but he uh he had the hair that looked just like Jackie Moon in that movie, <laughs> and he would uh, at Halloween he would dress up like Jackie Moon, and also yeah. just every now and then we would go to like a basketball game or a football game, and he would dress up like him just just because. <laughs> and, um, People would always be like, "Oh, I like the outfit, man!" And like, "Where did you get that wig?" He's like, "Oh no, that's my actual hair." And I was like, "No way!" They're like, "Can I? Can I like pull it like to see if it's real?" But um, and people would take pictures with him and stuff. It was just it, it was his thing, but it was it was funny. And then he wore it uh, to the A and M Kentucky game one of the years that we won, and we were like tailgating outside. It's like forty six degrees, and he's got the short shorts and like the stuff on. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? You're you're too into this. But um, shout out Sam, man. I hope you're yeah. watching the pod for this episode. Oh man, yes, yeah, Sam slash Jackie. <laughs> Oh, but um, and when we'd go to, he he loved that movie too because we'd go to um, we go to restaurants and stuff, and sometimes he'd put in his name as Jackie instead of Sam. At that point, I was like, okay, man, you need to chill out a little bit. But <laughs> legit. Um, but yeah, man. Um, and then I guess you know A and M. Uh, I I went to the Texas Bowl, by the way. Uh, oh no. And it was just like depressing from the beginning because it was just like. The first, the first play of the game, you know, poor Jalen Henderson, uh, who's already, you know, our third string quarterback, like broke his arm or whatever on the first play. It was just like on a cast coming off the field. Yeah, and that's what most people, I'm sure, turn it on and they're like, "What the?" Because oh, yeah, I, like, um, I got a text from my friend. He's like, "What's happening with A and I'm like, "Oh, you don't want to know." <laughs> well, if anything, you know, if you have your fourth string freshman quarterback in. And a bunch, you're basically your practice squad is out there playing the runner-up to the Big 12 championship with most of their starters, and you're still only one fumble from winning the thing. I mean, you put Mike Elko in charge of that, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, and I mean that's that's that shows we have depth, I guess, because we, oh, we, I mean, we have the 12th man playing uh, playing defense. Also, shout out to him; he made an interception. By the way, it was pretty sweet. Oh, um, yeah, had a really good game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't, I mean, uh, he's, you know, he's usually know on special that, teams. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know. I, I've always had this theory that the politics of the whole thing, they were just going to wuss around both sides, and they were going to wait until A&M was on the decline and Texas was back, and then they would agree to play each other. Here we mm. are. <laughs> All that Yeah, one. but that, that, just, uh, that just sets it up for us to – 
to shock the world and just beat the tar off of them next year. It'd be it'd be oh. sweet if like you know they're like on the cusp of like making the playoff or something, and we just like absolutely obliterate them and Kyle next year. <laughs> yeah. That'd be like, all right. You ruined our exit. Let's ruin your entry. That's I was hoping yes. what I, Texas Tech would do to them what they did to us, but they weren't even close. Weren't yeah. even. Which I gotta give but, a shout um, out. Heck, you know, it's like I, I didn't go there. I've worked there, had family that went there. I, I, they're like my, they're my favorite Big Twelve school by far. But um, man, they're good for red dirt and the Texas music scene and rock and roll and all that too. We have a show up there too, not long after College Station. So I'm really shout out to my Red Raider brethren. We're we're happy to get out there too. Well, yeah, the mu- the music scene up there is awesome uh, too, with like the Blue Light, and then uh, there's there's a few other there's a few other places up there too. Oh, where, is it, where are you playing out there? Uh, Bar PM on April. Oh, I've heard of that. Okay. Don't quote me. I don't know. But it's it's literally across the street from Texas Tech. I mean, it's, it's Broadway is Texas Tech's Northgate, and it's hopping, you know, during football season especially. But, um, yeah, we'll be there in the be April. So, really, there's no sports going on at all except maybe baseball. And so, it, it'll be interesting to be there when it's like, okay, got nothing to do tonight? Come on out of the show. Yeah, for you. Um, we are we have a song that's not completely done yet. I'm, I'm working on it. It's called "Get Wrecked." It's actually a tech based song, um, just because it'd be a blast to play out there. It's like a almost it's a borderline metal song, and so uh, we've been kind of teasing that we're going to play it up there, debut it maybe at that show. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's um, that would be awesome. You, you know, there's actually a um, like a Texas Tech themed bar in johnson city texas i'm not sure if you know where where um johnson city is yeah but like yeah yeah uh but um there's there's a bar there it's called uh wreck'em right and it's just not what i was expecting there to be one there because it's just so far from like you know i was i would think maybe like a&m or longhorn themed bar just because it being close to austin and that area and then but like um but yeah, there's. I guess the owners are are um, you know went there or something. I don't know, but I went in there and it's it's a pretty cool place because it's like a they have a, I think it's like a brewery. I'm not sure they have some uh, like local uh, beer and stuff in there. But um, and then they do concerts and stuff too. Like I know Brandon Ryder's playing over there. Um, yeah. I think like next weekend or something yeah. too. But uh, Johnson was- City's got a nice little music scene and stuff too. So. Yeah, shout out Brandon Ryder. He's he's a Bell County guy. <laughs> yeah, no, shout out Brandon Ryder. He uh he came and did our first uh first in person video interview and then I went and saw him play over at um oh gosh, that place in the woodland the big the big barn, Dosy Doe. Oh uh, yeah. the big barn in the woodlands. Yeah, great acoustics there and uh he played an awesome show and it was a weeknight show and so he came out and he was like, Dang, I guess this is the week there's only like maybe 20 or 25 people there, but it did not change the show. It actually was better because it was just super quiet. You could hear him <laughs> sing and everything, and it was just a different experience than like a normal show where you're standing and people are talking and having conversations and stuff. Everyone was just like focused on the show, and it was cool. You could be absorbed in the, the music and stuff. And the, he told the story behind like every song and stuff too, and it was just neat to get that perspective. That's why I only have about 20 people at my shows. I like to keep it, you know, entertaining like that. Well, and um, it was just, 
he's a really good storyteller too. If, if you haven't seen that episode, anyone watching this or you yourself, if you haven't seen that episode, go back and watch it. And he's just like very, he has a very soothing voice too. He's very mellow. I, I don't know if that has to do with anything or if he's just really mellow, but <laughs> you know, he had just come back from Colorado. So I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> but he, uh, he's, He's a chill dude and a great storyteller. I'll leave it at that. That's legit. This is going to look weird. I'm actually on my uh, phone charger. I just looked up and realized I'm pretty much on 0%. So here we go. Now we're all set. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, it's literally um, sitting on my charger cable. Okay. Well, we can uh, we can stop whenever you want or we can keep going. I mean, it's up to you. Oh, it's I'm gonna edit. your podcast, man. I'm. Uh, I, <laughs> I will, I will just I will, my last parting thoughts for me is just if you're watching in College Station Stampede, uh, February seventeenth, be there. It's gonna be a good time. We're gonna have a good night that night. Yeah, and we'll we'll be there too, hanging out. Um, I'll try to bring some business cards for the podcast too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we'll just um, it, it'll be a fun time. So come out and see see Garrett. Uh, if you see me, you can talk to me too. <laughs> yeah. But um. This has been and, the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, anyone out there, venues listening, if you have a party you want to book us for, any kind of event, bar mitzvahs we're in, uh, just message manager at garrettsmithmusic.com. Talk to Harley or Alexa or Alexandria and Alexa, I don't know why. Uh, and we'll be there. Now, if you want to say Alexa, play Garrett Smith, do that too. <laughs> Yeah, Alexa play Garrett Smith and then get those royalties, right? <laughs> right. All I've two heard, I've heard the royalties are terrible though from like streaming. Is that true? No, oh, I'm a millionaire. No, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But I, I got my ten dollars to... I got my ten dollars from C D baby the other day, so thank you to everybody who played Port Aransas on repeat. <laughs> Cause the Rich O'Toole said he used to, he, he used to play his songs on repeat every night so that he could maybe buy a taco like, a yeah. or like that. it's all it's all about the tacos and the chili with him but um <laughs> but yeah man uh th- this has been the red dirt aggie show i'm brian the red dirt aggie that over there's garrett smith back for a second time maybe he'll be back again someday <laughs> but uh appreciate you oh there's a thumb on the screen that was cool i know I, I went gig him and it gave me like a thumbs up icon that's kind of cool Oh hell yeah! I don't wonder what this does. No, nothing. Is there? Oh yeah, I wanna, we need a horns down icon there too. <laughs> I bet it, it might. No, it doesn't. <laughs> See, can I? Do I get it on? I don't get one. I'm gonna get banned from playing in Austin. But we saw what you did. <laughs> but um. No, I won't. Brian the Brian the Red Dirt Aggie, Garrett Smith over there. Uh, see you next time. As always, Giga God bless. Peace. All right.